What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. All right, so welcome to the pod. Uh, I am Kai Chen Chisholm. Joining me is Merrick Brave and Joshua Houts, uh, <clears throat> also known on Twitter as mbrave13 and at Houts this time. Remembered it without having to uh, do a retake. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Merrick, I'll start with you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy to be on here with you guys again uh, for the second time. Hopefully all the listeners out there enjoyed our our first uh, sub episode, our, our guest hosting episode, right? You know, um, not a lot of people know this, but before I opened uh, the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy with Seth Rollins, I was about to be a teacher, uh, an elementary school teacher. So I was doing some some uh some teaching gigs, some subbing gigs. And uh, so I'm kind of right at home doing this, uh, this, this guest hosting deal, this sub hosting deal. So happy to be back once again, happy to be alongside you two fine gents and ready to talk some dolphins football. Josh, I know you're, uh, you're in fatherhood. How are you? Yeah. I mean, I know Merrick has kids too, but my kids, the youngest one, she just started walking. I got the three and five-year-old hooked up playing PS5, trying to keep them content. So um, I'm like Merrick, I'm happy to be back, able to talk Dolphins football, but a little bit sad because um, it is now that long gap between mini camp and training camp. So we're not going to have many things to be drooling over on social media. It'll be it'll be a little bit a uh, little bit hectic. Um, before we get into anything, before we we I go off and do the ad read. Um, I I had tried recording something a little bit of an intro. I felt like it was not disingenuous, but I felt like it would have been disingenuous to not involve three of us. Um, obviously the Dolphins community was struck with some tragedy. Uh, a little bit you know earlier than from when we we're recording, uh, just a few days ago, like about a week ago, almost I think. Um, the passing of Eric Carmona, also known. Uh, as Finn's vicious and more, I think, known as as two and on. Now to most, I honestly didn't even know who was behind it. Uh, I hadn't interacted with him, but I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts just on, I mean, on him, what he did, and kind of if you can, you know, give some, I guess your your condolences, I guess to to the family and just kind of at least acknowledge um, the thing, the the passing itself. Yeah, you know, I uh, I never interacted with Eric. Um, didn't know him personally. I'm, I'm not super well connected with, with Dolphins Twitter, more so wrestling Twitter, uh, trying to get a little more connected with, with Dolphins Twitter here. Um, but obviously I, I knew Eric's work through the, the two and on account. He was two and on, um, at least part of the team that runs two and on part of, uh, you know, part of that group there. And, uh, I, I always found, uh, enjoyment through his tweets and, and through his videos, you know, I thought they were really, really funny, you know, obviously a play on the, the conspiracy theorist QAnon uh, type stuff, uh, but with a uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa focus with a Miami Dolphins focus. And I always thought, um, I always thought his videos were, you know, tongue in cheek, 
uh, obviously not meant to be taken super seriously, but I always thought it was nice uh, that he went to bat for, for the Dolphins quarterback and he united a fan base and, and he got so, so much attention for doing so, you know, he was doing the interviews on ESPN and, and all of that stuff. And, and to see, to see the Dolphins community, the Dolphins Twitter community come together to support that man's family after his sudden and, and tragic passing, you know, he, he, he leaves behind a wife and, and four children that now have to navigate life without their father uh, to just to see the community come together and support that family uh, during the most difficult times of their lives. Uh, that was inspiring. Uh, that's a great thing to see. And to see a lot of the, the Dolphins players, you know, Tua himself donating to the GoFundMe online, Tyreek Hill donating, and then to see uh, players from other teams donating and the national media members uh, donating as well. That That's just a great thing. That's an awesome thing that's going down uh, right now. And, you know, if you're listening right now and you haven't been able to, to donate yourselves, hop on pretty much anyone on, on Dolphins Twitter. Hop on right now, click the link, go to the GoFundMe, spare a couple bucks if you can. Um, at the very least, spread the word and and, and share the, the GoFundMe link with a retweet. Uh, it's great for, for that family that, that needs the help right now. Yeah, for sure. Go check out that GoFundMe because every little bit helps. I personally, you know, interacted with Eric from time to time on Twitter. He was a huge Zach Charbonnet fan, just like myself. Um, what he did with the two Anon account, it was just so awesome to see someone like that go to bat and how, you know, well-perceived it was throughout the national media. It is an absolute gut-wrenching thing that happened. He was 30 years old, a uh, Navy veteran, like Merrick said, left behind a wife and four children. No amount of money can ever replace that, but it is nice at least to see the way the Miami Dolphins community has come together and kind of, you know, like Merrick said, went to bat for Eric Kamar. Eric Carmano the way that he went to bat for Tua and is at least trying to help his family in every little bit of a way possible. So it's sad that we have to come on here and talk about a 30 year old, you know, that lost his life, but it is nice to at least see what the Miami Dolphins community has done because at times you're on Twitter, you know, it seems like it's a civil war. People are at each other's throats. Everyone kind of came together for this cause and it's really um, inspirational. Yeah. I think, um, I know a lot of people, myself, honestly, included kind of struggle, even if it's someone I don't know, it, it is obviously hard to to talk about um, death, tragedy and, and situations like that. Um, I think and you mentioned it there, how it's very perfectly in terms of the, the Dolphin Civil War. I feel like every day on Dolphin Twitter is a civil war. It's literally the Avengers fighting each other every single day, every single week, month, every minute possible um, to see people from the the most hater of hater to us to the most loving and loving of Tua fans uh come together and have a moment of of it's weird to say a moment of peace but just a moment where they're coming together for something so amazing and something so great in, in terms of donating and, and raising awareness to it uh and trying to help the family though you know his wife his four kids family friends people um at least have something i i believe it, i'm not sure if you or merrick said you know that not a, any single you know amount of money can really heal something like this but to have a situation i mean i'm looking at it right now at the time of recording uh ninety-eight dollars raise of a hundred thousand i mean that is it's insane to see and and it's amazing i want to shout out obviously you know 
everyone that's kind of donated to it, everyone on Dolphins Twitter, you know, I want to shout out Ian Biggie, you know, for organizing the fundraiser and putting that up there on behalf of uh, his wife and his family. Um, I think it's an amazing thing. I, I think it, it's always difficult to talk about, but I'm sure that uh, Eric is smiling down on his family, his friends, his wife, his children, uh, and, you know, maybe just smiling a little bit, knowing that um, what he did on Twitter and everything like that and how he was as a person, that everyone is honoring him and honoring who he was, whether they knew him or not, whether they were close to him or not, that they're honoring him and honoring his legacy and trying to um, put some sort of nice thing out into the world. Because I think no matter what, whenever we're all not here, we want to make sure that when we leave, when we're gone, uh, that we can put something out into the world that's you know substantial and that can be something where it can bring something kind. And I think... Um, he would smile down on everybody and, and at least be happy that uh, he has brought everybody together and that he could give something to the world and that they're giving back to him and his family. So um, like I said, sometimes a little bit hard to kind of talk about that stuff. So stumbling on my words a little bit, but I feel like it was important for us to acknowledge that before we kind of just jumped in. I feel like personally, it would be really disingenuous if we just jumped on here and was like, all right, so uh, Connor Williams contract situation that just, you know, it would have been just the wrong wrong way to go about things um we do have to pay the bills it is a weird bit weird of a transition but we do have to talk about our sponsors um of course with prize picks uh you can go on there it's code five f-i-v-e deposit a hundred dollars they give you a hundred dollars it's a one-time rollover bet once and they essentially give it back to you it is essentially free money that's again code five f-i-v-e and then of course better edge that's b-e-t-t-o-r-e-d-g-e.com slash five reasons uh that is slash five reasons and you get $20 just for signing up. Uh, so go check out them. Um, guys, I guess now we, we, you know, we'll get into the show and we'll start to talk about things. The first topic, of course, is Connor Williams and his holdout. Um, Josh, how do you feel about one of the, I would say, best, you know, besides, of course, Strawn Armstead, best offensive lineman signings we've had in a while, uh, not going, not participating in camp and holding out for a new contract? Yeah, I can see it from both sides. I mean, I know a lot of people are a little bit upset that Connor Williams is already sitting here, you know, holding out after just signing a two-year deal. But with the way he played last year, like you mentioned, one of the better offensive linemen on that offensive line who for so many years has struggled. So um, it's a very important position, obviously, maybe the most important position on that offensive line. So I can understand it from both sides. I mean, this is a guy who's going into a, you know, playing on a one-year deal played probably the best football he's played throughout his career and wants to get paid like that. So um, the older I get, the more I understand why these guys, you know, do things like this. I can understand why some fans are upset. Why is Connor Williams holding out when a guy like Christian Wilkins isn't when some of those other guys that should be banging the table, asking for money, aren't holding out as well. So a um, little bit bittersweet here. I do think that the Dolphins have to get this under wraps because if we go into the season with Liam Eikenberg taking snaps at center or, you know, Dan Feeney, who's already banged up, I mean, we could be in a world of trouble. So hopefully the Dolphins can figure it out. I understand both sides of this thing, but extending Connor Williams now could help out the cap in ways. And, you know, he's only, what, 26 years old, I think. So you give him a new deal. He's, you know, 30 by the time he's asking for more money, most likely. So I can understand why he's doing it. But there's definitely other guys on this roster that could be saying, pay me, pay me, you know, then that aren't doing that. Yeah. And, you know, we sit here, you know, full disclosure, we're recording this on a Friday night, uh, Friday, June 9th. Um, we don't know what the Dolphins want to do with this cap space that they they recently acquired uh, after Byron Jones's money went off the books. The post June first cut, you know, we get the the thirteen plus million dollars the Dolphins do. 
You know, are they looking at somebody like a Dalvin Cook? Are they going to bring him, him in? And at what price would that be done? And is that affecting other deals that they're looking at? You know, we know Christian Wilkins wants to get his a big money extension here at the end of his rookie deal. Connor Williams, clearly, that's what we're talking about. He He's holding out right now because he's on the final year of a two-year deal. Uh, making a decent amount of money, but obviously he outplayed that contract last year. He was an upper echelon center uh, for the Miami Dolphins once he got those snap issues under control. And and conveniently enough, uh, you know the Dolphins award that orange practice jersey to the best practice player from the the prior session. And conveniently enough, on the last day of minicamp, Liam Eikenberg gets that orange jersey. And Liam Eikenberg is the one taking the first team center snaps uh, in Connor Williams' absence. So is that is that the Dolphins sending a message? Does that have more to do with Connor Williams holding out than it does Liam Eikenberg's actual play on the practice field? I'm not exactly sure. All I know, like you both said, this Miami Dolphins offensive line hasn't been the best over the last few years. And one of the better players that this line has is Connor Williams at the center position. So Chris Greer, he better find a way to make this work. The Miami Dolphins better find a way to get Connor Williams happy and to get him back on the field, whether that's an extension um, or a reworking of the contract, maybe some sort of uh, incentive-laden deal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but they better figure it out because Connor Williams isn't happy and you got to get him happy to get him back on the field and, and to get him uh, into that starting lineup. And he needs to be in that starting lineup because this offensive line wasn't even that great with him on the field, but that's just another hole that you open up if he's not, uh, if he's not playing for your squad there. So we want to see Connor Williams back on the practice field as soon as possible. I'm not going to lie. I don't give a singular shit about the orange jersey for Liam Eikenberg. <laughs> Call me crazy. Well said. Call me crazy. But where have I seen this before where a Dolphins player gets the orange jersey and we're like, wow, they're turning a new leaf. And then all of a sudden, the first day of actual game time, they are back to the same old player. I, I just get the deal done. Get it signed as fast as possible. I... Honestly, honest to God. Is now a good time for me to promote my work on the (laughs) finsider.com where I am doing an orange jersey tracker. (laughs) It's just I I write an article every day about who gets the orange jersey. And I did a full on article about Liam Eikenberg uh, being awarded that jersey. You can check it out right now. The finsider.com. I I don't want to shit on shout out the finsider. I don't want to shit on like the. I don't know, man. Like I just last week, I just I was talking consistent like consistently about consistency with the offensive line. I just can't come to grips myself on caring about anything we see from the offensive line in practice until we see it on the field. I, I just it, there's nothing that that has shown me over the past few years that we should care. I mean I vividly remember sitting in practice next to Alfredo Artiaga himself sitting there being there, looking at Austin Jackson and other guys and looking, wow, they're looking a lot better. And then getting to the first action on the field and seeing they're the same old guy. I just can't. If you're a guy, you're a guy. I, that's just my personal opinion. If you're a guy, you're a guy. If not, you're just a jag. You're just another guy. I And right, and right now we're judging them without pads on. 
They're they're not. It's, they're literally practicing in t-shirts the underwear and shorts. Yeah, like, and and you can't really judge an offensive lineman without without the pads, without without the shoulder pads, without without them hitting uh, the defensive linemen that are across from them. You can't really judge what an offensive lineman is going to do until those bullets are live. And right now they're not really live. So uh, until we get to training camp, until we get a, a full you know full speed, hundred uh, percent full padded practice, I'm with you, Kai. Uh, you can't really you can't really judge these guys. He also had the orange jersey last year, and we got hoodwinked then too. So we we know that that orange jersey on Liam Eikenberg is just uh, them trying to pull the wool over our eyes and trying to tell us he's something he's not. P- trying to polish a turd, I guess, is the right way to put it. They just wanted some country music at practice. That's all they wanted. What is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know, fool me three times, I won't get fooled again. Like that. That's just I can't. You fooled me once, you're not gonna fool me again. It's just it's not gonna happen. I have zero faith in that and we speak about the money that the Miami Dolphins are getting from Byron Jones I feel I'm like the only person on Dolphins Twitter that's anti Dalvin Cook can you guys are do you guys share the same sentiment or are you guys on the train because I'm very anti Dalvin Cook no I can see where you're coming from Kai and I think I'm I think I'm with you maybe not maybe not as strong as you are uh, on the anti Dalvin Cook train uh but they drafted Devon A-Chain for a reason. He's the highest drafted Miami Dolphins running back since Kenyon Drake many, many years ago. They got him in the third round. It was their second overall pick behind the uh, uh, the Cam Smith pick there. Uh, and Mike McDaniel was clearly jazzed up about it. You saw a video of him, you know, pumping the fist like, like Tiger Woods on the 18th green there. Uh, and all reports have been that A-Chain has been stellar in practice so far and stellar running the ball, but also stellar as a pass catching back, which is something that this offense could have benefited from last year. And and if Mike McDaniel wants to implement that in the 2023 version of this Miami Dolphins offense, I think Devon a chain would excel in that role. But if you add someone like a Dalvin cook, that is going to kind of stunt a chain's growth there. You take, a chain off the field, uh, either a chain off the field or somebody like a Jeff Wilson Jr. or Raheem Mostert off the field as well. And listen, Dalvin Cook's a good player. Dalvin Cook's a great player. He he's made the Pro Bowl each of the last four seasons, I believe. Uh, he he's still only 27 years old, but 27 in running back years is like, like 36. Yeah, and I'm 36, and I'm beat to hell. I'm I'm literally one foot multiple in the grave. concussions, <laughs> multiple concussions, spinal fusion surgery, torn labrums in both shoulders. I, like I said, one foot in the grade. I'm damn near dead. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook's a good player. If you can get him in at the right price, then I can see it. Will the Dolphins be able to get him for three million dollars, four million dollars, even five million dollars, or is Cook going to be looking for? closer to what he was going to get paid from the Vikings, which was north of, I believe it was $11 million, close, somewhere around there, right? He's he's still being paid $2 million from the Vikings this season. So if he wants to get close to that $11 million figure, then you're going to need to give him a $9 million per year, year deal. And if I'm Chris Greer, I'm not doing that. I'm saying no. I let another team, I'm letting the Broncos or the Cowboys or even the Bills do that. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just, it's not for me. I, so I think I'm on your side, Kai. What do you, what do you think, Josh? How do you feel about Dalvin Cook uh, potentially becoming a member of the Miami Dolphins? 
Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm 100% against it, but I definitely agree with both of you where that money has to be, you know, right and perfect for the Dolphins. And I just think that with the way Dalvin Cook was planning on being paid by the Vikings, you know, all the suitors that he probably should have, the Dolphins are going to get outbid. So um, I like the way the running back room is currently. I mean, we talked about, I think, before Raheem Mostert, you know, Jeff Wilson, Salvin Ahmed, Devon H. And those guys combined probably aren't going to make what Dalvin Cook's asking for this year. And then by bringing Dalvin Cook in, you're taking touches away from some of those guys. Raheem Mostert, yes, he's injury prone, but he just came off the best season he's ever had. Jeff Wilson also looked pretty good between his time in San Francisco and with Miami. And then again, Devon H. sounds like he's doing everything possible to get his way on or find his way onto the field early being a pass catcher you know being that speed back that adds that extra dimension I mean I don't know how you're going to defend this offense as is um but when I say that at the same time it's not my money so if the Dolphins could find a way to get Dalvin Cook in here if Mike McDaniel sees him as that missing piece to this offense and they have a plan in place and how to use him um you know I'm not going to sit here and shed any tears if I wake up tomorrow and there's a notification on my phone that says the Dolphins signed Dalvin Cook and I don't think either of you would but I do think that when you look at the guys that want to get paid you know we're talking about Connor Williams Christian Wilkins you're eventually going to have to pay Robert Hunt, you know, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland down the Chua. line to a, to a tongue of Iloa, um, you know, allocating that money to a Dalvin Cook when all we've seen throughout Chris Greer's tenure is that they don't really, you know, I don't want to say they ignore the running back position, but they don't feel that it's one of those necessities. And they certainly don't overpay except for, you know, what we saw this year. They finally used a, what, a third round pick on a running back. I mean, that's that seemed crazy before. So, um, yeah, I think I lean more towards not signing Dalvin Cook, using that money elsewhere. But um, I won't be upset if Dalvin Cook comes and I'll continue to retweet things and, you know, check out his likes throughout the day just to see where he's at. <laughs> but um, it, by no accounts do I think if they don't get Dalvin Cook is this season, you know, cooked or anything. Oh, well, I like well, that. Yeah, wow. I didn't try that. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. So, so guys, we're sitting here and we're, we're, we're kind of shitting on the idea that the Dolphins could sign Dalvin Cook where, again, this is Friday, June 9th. By the time this episode airs, which will probably be Monday – Dalvin Cook could already be signed to the Miami Dolphins because Jeff Darlington was on ESPN. Jeff Darlington, very, very tied into the Miami Dolphins organization. Former beat writer down here in South Florida. Uh, good friends with Mike McDaniel. Jeff Darlington on ESPN today said he would be surprised if Dalvin Cook isn't a member of the Miami Dolphins for the 2023 NFL season. So we're, we're sitting here saying, oh, no, I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't do it. Jeff Darlington thinks it will happen. So we're sitting here crapping on this move again for the right price, for the right price. Sure. Bring them in. If the dolphins are all in and it seems like the dolphins are all in, you don't trade a first round draft pick for Bradley Chubb and then give him that contract. If you're not all in, you don't trade for Tyreek Hill, you know, give all of them picks away. If you're not all in is signing Dalvin cook an all in move. I think it is. I think it is. And you can say whatever about what that does to Raheem Mostert's touches or Devon A. Chain's touches. But I do think signing Dalvin Cook signifies once again that you are all in. And if the Dolphins are all in, and if Jeff Darlington is to be believed, then this deal could happen before this episode even airs in a couple of days. Aren't you the, the trainer of a 
very famous WWE wrestler. Why do you keep saying all in? It sounds like you're I, being I, a traitor. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I, I didn't train him. Uh, we, we, we train alongside I'm each just saying, other. You know, yes. it sounds a little you're bit You're promoting trained. all in. I hear you're, it. Yeah, you know, you're pre- just saying, you know, if you get the joke, you get the joke. If you don't, you don't. Um, we'll, <laughs> We're going we're gonna to take a quick break. We'll come on back. Uh, and I will go a little bit more into why I don't want Dolphin Cook. It might have to do with some Dolphins fantasy stuff. So we're going to get into that. Uh, in a little bit here, but we're going to hit a break and we'll come right back. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. All right, and we're back. Uh, we lost Josh. Uh, the rain took his power, so he will come back in if he gets a chance. If not, uh, it'll, me and Merrick will just take us take us the rest of the way. So I mentioned the the fantasy football aspect, and maybe my animosity towards Dalvin Cook coming here is just over the fact that I made a trade in Dynasty to put myself in a very prime position uh, to walk away from the rookie draft with Bijan Robinson and Devon A. Chain. So. That, Ooh. that Ooh. might be the reason why. And that was from when he was drafted. After the draft, um, I made a decision. I was like, you know what? I really want to put myself in position for 1.01. So I traded uh, Tyree Kill, which felt it hurt because I put so much stock into him last year. And he did a lot of good for me. But I was like, you know what? Him, AJ Dillon, Pat Frymuth, and Alec Pierce uh, for 1.01 and put myself in position in the second round as well to come back for a chain so that's personally another little reason <laughs> the truth you know, comes out <laughs> I, the I truth like, comes out i like dalvin i don't necessarily want him on the dolphins but also that incentive makes me feel like ah i really don't want him to come because it'll take away my plan yeah okay i can see that i can see that and you know what i think that's a good move especially with tyree kill you know all the chatter this offseason about him playing like two more years in miami and then retiring for good to focus on the, on the Twitch and the soul runner and all that stuff. 
so I, I actually like that trade. I think that was a good trade for you. I think Bijan's going to be a fantastic NFL running back. I hope. If not, that's going to suck. And and speaking of Tyree, we're going to go through uh, average ADPs here. But actually, so this that, is this this is uh, what we're going to talk about. It, it's for redraft leagues, so not really dynasty. We'll we'll touch on that at the end. Yeah. But this is for for redraft leagues, which is you know what a majority of the fantasy players play in. This is uh, a twelve team league. This is PPR. Uh, so if you if you play in a standard league PPR. or yeah full point PPR. Yeah. So if you if you play in a standard league um, or you're you're in a, an eight team league. So this will be a little bit different. But this is a, a twelve team league. Full point PPR redraft, not dynasty. This is what we're referencing here uh, on the second half of this free YPC episode. So really, really quickly before, because I I do have a a question that I do want to ask you and see how you feel about this with redraft before we get into the ADP. I've always been told, because I wasn't a a big fantasy guy. I've only really been into fantasy now for about like three years. Um, But before that, I was always told, man, I never draft Dolphin players. They always let me down. (laughs) <laughs> How do you, I, my, I drafted Tyreek last year, the year before that, I don't think I drafted Jason Sanders, like very, very late. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a special teams guy. So it's near and dear to my heart, but I, I tried to stay away from dolphins last year. I went really heavy and it bit me in the ass because I was like, Oh, I got Tyreek. And then I running back, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go out there and I'm going to get Jeff Wilson when he got traded. I'm going to get Raheem Mostert and for certain weeks it helped me. But in the grand scheme of things, it was a big mistake. How do you feel drafting you know, players, I guess players from your favorite team, but obviously, you know, we're dolphins. We're talking about the dolphins, the dolphins players specifically. So traditionally I I'm right there with you. Don't draft dolphins players because traditionally, at least for the past, you know, 20 years or so, the Miami dolphins have sucked. So (laughs) don't, don't draft dolphins players. But last year I drafted Jalen Waddle. I can't remember what, what round, maybe like fourth round or so. And then I made a draft day trade for Tyree kill. I went all in on the Miami dolphins passing offense. And this was before we were even certain that they were going to be good, but I just had a hunch with Mike McDaniel coming in and, and him being, you know, that offensive guru that, that he was projected to be. I just had a hunch that he was going to get to a tongue by low, right. Uh, and that Tyreek and Jalen would have really good years. And they did. And it actually paid off for me. I won my league's championship uh, last year on the backs of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and especially Tyreek Hill. I mean, he had a phenomenal a season last last year. And uh, I suppose we can jump right into it. We're using fantasypros.com. We're using their rankings. Uh, and they have Tyreek Hill ranked as the 12th overall player, not just wide receiver, 12th overall player uh, in their rankings, uh, which would put him in a 12-team league as the last pick in the first round. So a late first-round selection uh, in fantasy drafts. And honestly, last year, I think he was probably an early first-round selection. At least that's that's how it played out as the season yeah. progressed. So maybe they're actually underrating Tyreek Hill a little bit here. I'm trying to come up with reasons why he would be a late first round pick and not an early first round pick. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that Mike McDaniel has said that he'd like to run the ball a little bit more this upcoming season. So maybe Tyreek sees less targets, but then you have Tyreek going out here and and talking to the media and saying that his goal this year is to get 2000 yards receiving to be the first wide receiver in NFL history to get 2000 yards receiving. And normally you'd laugh and say, Oh, well, you know, you know, he's just shooting for shooting for the stars here, but 
it's Tyreek Hill, man. Like if Tyreek Hill yeah. says it, I believe it. If Tyreek Hill says it, I believe it because he's damn good, dude. Like when the Dolphins traded for him, I was like, oh, hell yes. Tyreek Hill, such a good player. Can't wait to see him play for the Dolphins. And then he exceeded every expectation you could possibly have for him last season. He was just a joy to watch. And I, I predict big things for him again this upcoming year. So 12th overall player. What do you think, Kai? Is that a, a little too high, a little too low, just about right? I personally, and I, I don't say this as a Dolphins fan. I just say this as one before the Tua injury last year. Was Correct me if I'm wrong. He was on track to to get close to that 2,000-yard oh, yeah. mark. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it was I, a, he, was, he was on track to yeah. break Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving yards record. He was, I mean, he was killing it. And me... Me personally, I had him, Amon Ra, and and, and uh, Justin Jefferson, so I had a, gr- a great time wide receiver wise. Hi, you're you're not gonna believe me. I had the exact same wide receiver hey, room plus plus Jalen Waddle. <laughs> I had Jalen Waddle for one day. This is a sidetrack. I had Jalen Waddle for one day, and then I needed a tight end desperately, and I had great wide receiver depth. Depth traded him for Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews didn't do a single thing for me. Dude, after that point. I also Anger. had Mark Andrews. This is insanity. Anger. We did not. We did not discuss this ahead no, of time. It sounds, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like we had the exact same team. Yes. And I was able to overcome the Mark Andrews disappointments late in the year. Nope. Uh, that's but, wild. Yeah. We had like the exact, who was your quarterback? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I had Josh yeah. Allen. That's I why, really that's why I won the championship. No, I tried really hard to get to him. My friend is a huge Dolphins fan. Wouldn't give him up. And that, this is when he was hurt, you know, even before, but um, no, I think that Tyreek should be a ranked a little bit higher. I think he's definitely a, a mid first round pick. Um, I, you know, color me crazy, but I do not believe Mike McDaniel when he says he's going to run the ball. More. <laughs> you just, well, it, it depends. Are they are they getting Dalvin or with not? Dalvin Cook, I just I can't see them running the ball. I maybe we get a hundred yards a game, maybe like a hundred fifteen, a little bit more out of Dalvin specifically, not the whole run game, but Dalvin specifically. But I just think if you have the pass game working, if it's running on all, it's clicking on all cylinders, and Tyreek is working hard and trying to do what he says, and I, I think. We have learned that Tyreek is not going to just go say things to say things. He's saying things because that's that's his goal. That is what he yep. wants to accomplish, as you mentioned. Um, I'm I'm full on the I would draft Tyreek mid. I think I drafted him in like fourth overall pick last year. I, I I am very high on Tyreek no matter what. I think that it if you're able to get him in your league because people are like ah oh, it's the Dolphins and you know they're gonna suck and you get him late first round or early second like first pick in the second that's gonna be a steal like an absolute steal. I fully agree with you. I completely agree with you. If you have a late first round pick, send it in. Like Dan Marino would say in the gifts on Twitter, send it in, baby, yeah. because Tyreek Hill is going to get those targets. He's going to get those those catches. And in a PPR, that's invaluable. Uh, and you know what? He didn't even have like monster numbers in the touchdown department last year. So even matter. that. Exactly. Yeah, even even without that, he was the number two uh, fantasy wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson. And he, if he gets more touchdowns this year, that's only an added bonus. And it could vault him into that number one position. So Tyreek Hill, solid pick. So fantasy pros, the next Dolphin on the list is another wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. They have him ranked as the 27th overall player. So in a, in a 12 team league, that puts him as an early third round selection. How do you feel, Kai, about Jalen Waddle in the early third round? Would you take him there? Would you wait? Would you maybe nab him a little bit earlier? How do you feel about Jalen Waddle third round? So I have been notoriously hated on by certain members of the Dolphins community because at towards the end of the year, 
I was consistently screaming at my television, upset because Jalen Waddle was jumping for every single pass, even if he didn't need to. He was dropping passes. That There was just something going on, and it wasn't working. I think early third, maybe middle, late third could be a steal. It could be, but I'm perfectly fine with him being in that range. I think... I, I've been very critical. Even I think he's an amazing talent. I think he can be an amazing receiver. Uh, I think he already is kind of trying to ascend himself up into that upper echelon. But I wouldn't – it's not a risk, but it's just something where I look at it and I'm like, I wouldn't go anything higher than that early third, personally. I, I just think that there are times where you're going to get the great general model and then you're going to get like five or six points. And that's just a, a, a interesting – kind of revelation and especially i think we noticed when Tua wasn't playing things definitely went really far down so it's just something where i wouldn't put too much stock into it yeah i i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there kai i think Jalen waddle's production is really tied to the availability of Tua tungavailoa when Tua played Jalen was great when Tua didn't play Jalen was invisible so if yeah. you get a healthy Tua this year then Jalen waddle in the early third round hey that's a good pick for you. But if Tua misses multiple games like he did last year, uh, then that might be a little too high uh, for a player like Jalen. For me personally, I'm honestly looking at quarterbacks in that early third round spot. Uh, that's what I did last year. I drafted Josh Allen early in the third round. It paid dividends, even though he suffered an injury kind of halfway through the season. And he spent a couple weeks uh, kind of mending that a little bit, but to get, if if Jalen's, you know, your your wide receiver one, let's say you went running back, running back in the first two rounds, then then that's a pretty safe pick there, I believe, yeah. as long as Tua stays healthy. But if you if you drafted a Tyree Kill in the first round, then maybe you look elsewhere once you get back around to the third round. Uh it's it's all gonna depend. I do think Jalen's gonna have a really good year. I think it was Kyle Krabs on the Locked On Dolphins podcast who was highlighting the third years of elite wide receivers and how the third year is like the year where they really explode and put up those big numbers, those big, uh, you know, reception numbers, receiving yard numbers, touchdown numbers. And, and that's what Jalen Waddle uh, is about to do. He's about to go into his third year. So if Jalen Waddle is that elite receiver, like we think he is, then maybe this is the year that he explodes and, and, and produces like a first round, fantasy talent and if you can get him in the third round then that's an absolute steal so we'll have to see but i think i'm in on Jalen waddle in the third round with some caveats like i yeah. said if i if i went other positions first two rounds or uh you know if i really buy the idea that this jujitsu is going to help to stay healthy for a, a full 17 games then then yeah i i, I do think I do think Jalen in the in the third is a good pick. Uh, speaking of Tua Tungavailoa, before uh, well, before I believe Joshua is back. Are you back, Josh? Don't call it a comeback, boys. Can you oh, hear me? There we go. Uh, okay, Joshua real quick. We we've, we've talked I do not about like it. storms. I do not like storms. And my power went out. I was uh, pooping bricks a little bit. <laughs> were you <laughs> were you scared there a little bit? Yeah, like like 1994's classic Twister. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyways. Uh, 
Uh, real quick, we, we already covered them, but your thoughts on Fantasy Pro ranking Tyreek Hill as the 12th overall player in a 12-team full PPR, full-point PPR league. Tyreek Hill, 12th overall pick, which would put him as the last pick in the first round. Do you think that's a little low, a little too high? Where would you be targeting Tyreek Hill in a redraft? No, yeah, I think that's probably pretty good. I know that in a uh, Jake, our co-host on the Finsider podcast, he has a fantasy league that he's in, and I've had Tyreek Kill as a keeper in, I think, just about every year I participated in. He, that's kind of where he's always been in that late first. You know, I think he might have been a little bit higher maybe a year or two ago. But, um, yeah, I think that's probably right around where I would draft him. I mean, if it's a dynasty league, which I don't even know if well, – again, I just jumped in here, so I apologize. Oh, we'll get into dynasty. Draft, don't you but, worry. Okay. I was going to say I would definitely probably target – I think I'm starting to realize I should target Jalen Waddle over Tyree Kill. But, yeah, I think – Well, that's well, that's that's actually a great segue, Josh, because Jalen Waddle is the next player we talked about. Fantasy Pros has him ranked as the 27th overall player, which would place him in the early third round of full-point PPR leagues. How do you feel about Jalen Waddle early third round? Is that a little too high, a little too low, just right? Yeah, I mean, I was probably going to say that might be a little low for Jalen Waddle, and I think um, I heard you talking about all the things that he should be able to do his third season. I don't know if you talked about it, but he did come in and say that he was bigger, and, you know, he's still got that speed this offseason, so maybe he he's going to stop jumping, Josh. He does. He does. And he starts using his hand as well. But I, I think um, the, you know, the chemistry that he has with Tua Tagovailoa, how much Tua loves to target him, I think that might be a little low for what Jalen Waddle is about to do. But there's only so many targets to go around. And um, like you mentioned, this podcast could come out on Monday and uh, we could be talking about Dalvin Cook now being a part of that offense. And can't even imagine what that might do to things for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill <laughs> on the outside. So moving, moving along, uh, we talked about Tua. Hopefully he stays healthy. Fantasy Pros has him ranked as the 99th overall player in a full-point PPR, and most quarterbacks do not benefit from that, but it does kind of shuffle the rankings around a little bit. Uh, 99th overall player, uh, which puts him in the eighth round. They do have him ranked as the 11th best starting quarterback uh, for your fantasy league, which would make him a QB1 in a 12-team league. Um, they have him ranked just behind Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, and Deshaun Watson, who is ranked as the seventh, or excuse me, the tenth best fantasy quarterback, but they do have him ranked just ahead of Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Geno Smith. So Tua Tungabailoa, eighth round selection, eleventh quarterback. What do you guys think about that? Do you think Tua can outperform those numbers, or do you think that's a little high for somebody who has suffered multiple injuries in each of his first? three seasons and has missed time in every season that he's played in the national football league so far. I am team drafted QB in the last two or three rounds. So that my, in terms of strategy, I, there's no shot. I would draft to in the eighth round, not based off of him himself, but I just wait. Uh, I've learned over the past two, three years that it's, it's kind of been a good way to go about things. Shout out to field Yates of ESPN, because I get that uh, from stuff that he talks about on his podcast I think 11th, I think it's fine. You have to just account in the injuries. Like, I, I think that whether you hate him or you love him, and, I, and this is obviously always just a very, con, you know, everyone's always so polarizing, weird. divisive. Yeah, it's just sure. so huge talking about this. But the, in my personal opinion, as someone who believes that he may, might not be there, there yet, but can be that, you are stupid to not acknowledge that when he is healthy, especially in this offense that he will be a very, very good starting quarterback and very good for your fantasy football team. I, I think that 11 is 
pretty good in terms of quarterback ranking, you know, 11th best quarterback, eighth round. I think it's perfectly fine just based off the fact that you do have to account for the injuries. But if you do get him there and he does ball out and he doesn't get injured, especially if he doesn't get injured in a prolonged, you know, with dynasty or if you have a keeper league, I think it becomes an instant steal. I, I think that we've seen at times with his running, not that he's going to get a, ru- a rushing touchdown, but there are times where he'll, you know, pick up a few yards and, we all know in fantasy football that point one, point two can be the difference between winning or losing in a week. You know, it's he's not going to go out there and be Lamar Jackson or even Daniel Jones to you know to be fair with some of the running he does, um, but some of that extra stuff will give you something there. And I think he'll get the yards, he'll get the touchdowns. He's very accurate. You you know you'll have the you know you'll be able to have some things there. I am fully confident that he, if without the injuries, should be ranked higher. With the injuries, I think eleven is perfectly fine. All right, Mr. Left Arm of God, you are you are on the hot seat. Left Arm seat of God here. himself. You have to say you, good things or else you're the worst person in the world. Well, I, I know, was definitely going to. <laughs> I know that you try to get Tua Tungavailoa on every fantasy team that you have and and from from past conversations, I'm pretty sure you're in about 69 leagues. Um, Close, yeah. Perfect so, number. <laughs> nice. Eight, eighth round for Tua Tungavailoa. Is that a little too rich for your blood? No, I mean, I again, I do a lot of dynasty leagues, and I know we'll talk about that super flex. So I already have a ton of Tua Tungavaloa shares, but um, I think you know if you try to not be a homer, I think ranking him eleventh, eighth round, that's probably fair. But I'm looking at this list that you have with Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. There's no way I'm drafting those guys ahead of Tua Tungavaloa. So uh, yeah, yeah, not me. No, oh, I can't okay, do that. Okay, okay, Kai. Okay, Kai. Well, explain it. Doing- explain it. Well, if I'm, doing fan, if I'm doing fantasy, you kind of want to have fun, right? I mean, I'm not going to take Trevor Lawrence unless uh, a lot of my things, though, sometimes I go based off of what skill players I have, right? I mean, if you have, um, I don't know, Calvin Ridley was who I was going to throw out there for Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Say a CeeDee Lamb, then I might, you know, prefer Dak Prescott, but – Dude, if these, stack. Yeah, if these, yeah, yeah, you try to stack up and, and get those extra points. But if you're looking at this list, I mean, I'm not taking Deshaun Watson over to a tongue of Aloha, all things considered. Dak oh, Prescott I don't have a problem with that or one. Trevor Lawrence. Are you what? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the one they have an issue with? I, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a fantastic NFL QB. I traded for Trevor Lawrence. I went full throttle in, granted, this is Dynasty, just to be perfectly clear, but full throttle in Dynasty for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and he did not disappoint me last year. He was a very consistent quarterback, and I believe that he can continue to achieve great things. That is one where, at the current state, because of injuries, there's no shot that I draft Tua over Trevor Lawrence. I, I would agree with you with Dynasty for sure. I know I tweeted out, I think even when Tua was coming out, the only quarterback in college that I thought was, you know, one step above him, and that was before Joe Burrow went ape shit. And Kai, you know I like Justin Herbert a lot, but yeah. it was always Trevor Lawrence. So I'm with you, man. If this is Dynasty, then it's a whole different story, and I would take Trevor Lawrence. I know Dolphin fans are going to – I mean, I see some of the stuff they tweet about Trevor Lawrence. They, I don't know what they have it's against wild. him. It it is crazy. I I agree with you that Trevor Lawrence is a special special player. I think he can be. You know, he probably will eventually be better than Tua Tungvaloa. I'm gonna get so much shit for this. Um, but in <laughs> Dyn- in Dynasty, when you factor in the injuries, when you factor in again the type of prospect I thought Trevor Lawrence was pre-draft, I would probably lean that way. But um, if it's a redraft league, I'm probably going with Tua just because I probably have a Tyree Kill. Probably gonna target Jalen Waddle, and just because I want to sit there when I'm rooting for the Dolphins, Tua goes out there and makes plays. Um, it's not only beneficial for you, you know, your team, you're rooting for the Dolphins, but then your fantasy team as well. But I can honestly see what you're saying with Trevor Lawrence because um, despite what Dolphins Twitter might want to say, that guy is a special, special player. I think I think he's ranked appropriately. I really do. I, I think I would take Lawrence Prescott. 
I do think with the reports coming out of Brown's camp of Deshaun Watson looking really good, uh, I think I would take Watson ahead of Tua. And I love Tua, and I and and I I okay, own Flores. three. Okay, Flores. <laughs> I own three. <laughs> say what you want about Deshaun Watson off the field, and I'll say it right now. What a fucking piece of shit Deshaun Watson is as a human being. But if I'm trying to win a fantasy league, then I think I take Deshaun Watson over to a. And again, I love Tua, three Tua jerseys. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. And if the Dolphins win a Super Bowl, I promise you, promise you, I will get a Tua Tungvaloa tattoo on my left ass cheek. Okay? It's it's right it's here. It's on, on record. It's on it's record. On it's, record. Been, it's been recorded. You already tied it's, it up. Okay, it, gotta... will, it will live on uh, in posterity the for left eternity. Ass, the left, the left ass. Left ass. I'm not saying God. I'm not. I wasn't some God. Oh man, we're going let's, straight. Let's definitely roll. I, let's definitely roll through with some of these last ones quickly, just so well, we can get well, to, real quick, to some others. I, I actually really find this running back ranking very interesting because Fantasy Pros has Jeff Wilson Jr. rated as the highest Dolphins running back at 119 uh, in the ninth round, and then they have Raheem Mostert ranked as the 122nd best player uh, in the tenth round. So, what do you guys make of? Fantasy pros and most other fantasy outlets ranking Jeff Wilson ahead of Raheem Mostert. I, as a former Jeff Wilson owner last year, needed to give him up this year in Dynasty for uh, different reasons. I went full throttle for him when the Dolphins were rumored to be trading for him. I thought it was a slam dunk trade. I think it'll continue to be a slam dunk trade. I, uh, I'm, I think it's a little too low for Jeff Wilson. I think on his day, especially if we don't, for the love of God go after Dalvin Cook. I think that that he could him and we'll get into, you know, uh, Devon at a, uh, a chain in a little bit, but I think that him or Devon could definitely run away with this job as a Dolphins starting running back. I think obviously it still will be a little bit of a running back by committee and a lot of very prominent, you know, fantasy people would tell you stay away from this Dolphins backfield because of how it currently is made up. You know, if you're, if you're in redraft, I think a lot of people are going to tell you stay away from the running back by committee. That's always what you kind of want to do is you never want to be in that situation because one day, you know, you're going to get this guy. The next day you're going to get that guy. And if you only have one of them, you don't want to be in a position where one week Jeff Wilson's gets you 20 points. Speaking from experience, the next week Raheem Mostert's the main guy. He gets 20 and Jeff Wilson gets you four. Um, I think it might be a little bit too low for our current status. If he runs away with the job, I think that you, it's a little too low. I would, that's one of the players that I would take a flyer on in like the eighth or seventh round. Call me crazy, but I think I would take Mostert and A-Chain before I would take Wilson. Oh, well, uh, I, I laid out my plan for A-Chain. I, I, I put myself in full position to draft you him. So. In you spread your legs wide open for him, right? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I traded Tyreek for this. I'm, but, but listen, man. I do agree with you, you Merrick. You're, you're talking dynasty here, but in redraft even, I think I'm taking A-Chain and Mostert before I take Jeff Wilson Jr. I just – I. I, I think Mostert's the starter, barring Dalvin Cook uh, coming to Miami. And I think Mike McDaniel loves Devon A-Chain. And if this is full point PPR and Devon A-Chain is going to be the pass catching back, which by all indications he has been during uh, OTAs and minicamp, then I think I take both of those guys before I take Jeff Wilson Jr. What say you, Josh? 
I think it's a little bit insulting to what Raheem Mostert did last year. Again, 181 carries, 891 yards. He had his best season as a professional. Um, so ranking Jeff Wilson ahead of him, I, I'm not sure I quite understand that. I guess the way maybe they're looking at things, I don't know if they factor age into this. They really shouldn't if it's a redraft league, but maybe they're looking at him getting those goal line touches, right? Jeff Wilson is, um, I love to say thunder and lightning. He's kind of that, you know, bully of a running back. Maybe he they're for seeing him getting some of those goal line carries and some of those touchdowns being that sniper in that aspect. But um, like Kai said, this running back by committee, and I will, I'll be the first one to admit, I can't stay away from Dolphins running backs. I never could. I mean, I've kept Miles Gaskin in freaking fantasy league. Oh before. My God. I'm that big of a sicko. Had Jay Ajayi. I mean, um, yeah, I'm a sicko when it comes to these fantasy running backs, but so I won't be staying away from it, but it is a toss up. And I do think if I'm targeting any of them, I'm probably going with Devon A-Chain because I'm hoping that, you know, him being that young stallion, that guy that I see Mike McDaniel doing crazy things with and not only the run game, but the passing game. Hopefully he does, you know, grab that job by the balls. But um, having Raheem Mostert ranked underneath Jeff Wilson seems a little bit insulting to me just because, again, I think Raheem Mostert's coming off his best season and he seems like he's still hungry despite being 31 years of age. After Devon Achain, which Fantasy Pros, uh, they have him ranked 140 overall, uh, an 11th round selection. Can anyone guess, without looking, who the next highest Dolphins player is on the list? Looking, so I'm cheating. <laughs> Man, we, you know, we're at the Robbie Chosen. Up, but... No, you're wrong. It's Jason Sanders at 222. Respect so the after, brand. After Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, gross. and Devon Achain, the Don't next highest. Dolphins player is Jason Sanders. Let me, let me let me take the let me take the mic really quick. I'm sorry. I have to have a little bit of a solo. Special teams is the greatest part of any NFL game. Punters, kickers, you are a soccer, believe, long man. snappers, you are a believe, they man. are the greatest things of any NFL game. Jason Sanders, whether you want to believe it or not, is one of the best kickers long in the league. Snappers. Last year. He was a hey, shout out to Long Snappers, former Dolphins Long Snapper. <laughs> he did show out did, last year. I'll be the first one to admit he, that money signed back in his there name. There are times where he has bad moments, but he started to come back last year and be a little more consistent. He is one of the best kickers in this league. I will never step off of that that pedestal. I would unless it's my fellow Asian, Young Way Koo, that's the only other guy I would draft above him personally. <laughs> In my they're going to cut Sanders by Monday right. before this podcast. No, drops. Jason <laughs> Sanders is a fantastic face. kicker. I would draft him as like the fourth or fifth kicker, not seventh. This is crazy. I'm just and we we got to, you know, there's we got to speed things up a little bit here just because we are going a little heavy. But I mean, I guess we could we could just get the Jason Sanders stuff and then get into Dynasty. If anyone else has an opinion, I mean, he's just he's a great. Well, kicker, real so. quick, uh, going on drafted right now, uh, Fantasy Pros has Braxton Berrios ranked as the 109th wide receiver in PPR. Robbie Chosen ranked as the 112th wide receiver in yep. PPR, uh, which I honestly, I think that's a value right there. Robbie Chosen, I think he he's proven a lot during uh, OTAs and minicamp, uh, at least according to the beat reporters who've been stick in attendance. Stick visor too. He's got a stick visor. If you can get him with your last overall selection, maybe go for it. Zavon Ackman, the 93rd ranked running back. Miles Gaskin, the 95th ranked running back. Here's where things get interesting. The first tight end on the board for the Miami Dolphins is Durham Smythe. He is ranked as the 57th overall tight end by Fantasy Pros. 57th, meaning almost every team can get two tight ends on the board before Durham Smythe is relevant in fantasy. How do you feel about that? 
I honestly don't even think we should pay mind to it. I'm not going to lie to you. That means I, there's XFL tight ends and USFL <laughs> tight ends, right? Right ahead of him. Is that what that is? It's just such CFL? a – it's so silly. I, I'm I not drafting Durham Smythe. I don't I'm care. Not, I'm not drafting Durham Smythe at all. I made the mistake uh, in redraft last year of drafting Mike Kosicki, and it was – I I sad. Just sad. Sadness. Yeah, and that's it. Those are the fantasy relevant players for the Miami Dolphins uh, this upcoming season. So outside of Tyreek, Jalen, Tua, and maybe a couple of these running backs, most fantasy experts do not predict big things for this Dolphins uh, offense moving uh, forward. That That's kind of weird. No, I, w- I wouldn't really. Besides those guys, I wouldn't really put any stock into this offense just to be perfectly just be what about the defense, honest. boys? What so, about the okay. defense? So this is, I mean, I feel like we should tie the defense into uh, Dynasty. And I do want to say, obviously, you know, we, we're, we're going a little bit higher than we you we usually do. Uh, so we do want to get some quick hits here when it comes to Dynasty and stuff like that. But with the defense, and I guess, you know, uh, Josh, you brought it up. So I'll let you kind of take the floor on this one. I am a firm believer in putting a ridiculous, and I've been trying to do this since last season, even when we lost uh, Brian Flores. I am a firm believer in putting a ridiculous amount of stock into the Dolphins defense, even with, you know, the question marks at cornerback in terms of staying healthy, uh, not about the play on the field, obviously just about staying healthy. And and some of the certain things we had last year, I think we showed strides in stopping the run sometimes last year. I think that our defense can create turnovers again, like they used to. How do you feel about the Dolphins defense? Let's say dynasty specific. So we can kind of run through some of these quickly. Yeah, I mean, I'm stoked for the Dolphins defense. They got Vic Fangio in town, traded for Jalen Ramsey. You know, maybe if David Long's healthy, you can add him to that middle linebacker room, and Jalen Phillips is going to be an absolute monster. So um, this should be one of the better Dolphins defenses, hopefully, that we got to witness. I don't know if they'll be as opportunistic as they were a few seasons ago when they got all those turnovers that, you know, we've took for granted so much. But um, I do think this will be at least a top-10 defense, and if you're playing any type of fantasy, right? I mean, if Dynasty, you might already have a, a, t- a defense, you know, already on your roster. But if not, I mean, you can probably target the Dolphins defense later in the draft and come away with one of the better defenses. So um, I'm stoked for what could come. I'm stoked for all the pieces they have there. And I'm most importantly stoked for that defensive coordinator that's now in town. Thanks to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and that tampering sting. Real quick, guys. Vic Fangio's in town. He loves his safeties. Dolphins have a budding star in Javon Holland. Over under five interceptions for Javon Holland this year. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I'm taking the under. I'll go over. Did you see the Brandon Jones thing? I, we're spiraling. This thing's going to be what a four-hour podcast. <laughs> we're we're longer yeah, than we're, a dope we're, for Christ's sake. Minus like the breaks and everything like that. We're we're kind of around like 50, 55 right now. And obviously, they're uh, getting Zoom, their money's worth. Yeah, Zoom's telling us to to get the hell out of here as well. They they this this number keeps flashing big in front of my face. Um, I think Brandon Jones is a stud. I just want to put that out there. I think that he was once he went down, we saw his impact on for everyone that would like to just talk shit about Brandon Jones last year because you had your people who thought that he was not valuable at all. Him going down and how our defense collapsed at t- collapsed, excuse me, at times without him proves how valuable he is to this Dolphins defense. I Javon Holland is amazing. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I think he'll be a future All Pro. I love Brandon Jones and what he can bring to the Miami Dolphins defense. I want to ask some quick hits here. So we'll try to go like 20 seconds or less dynasty wise. Uh, Merrick, a player that if you were in dynasty, if you were playing dynasty, I know you say you, you don't really, but if you were from the Miami dolphins that you would use as trade bait for another player. Ooh, trade bait right now. Uh, you know, we talked about it. Tyreek Hill might want to retire in a couple of years. I think just like you, Kai, 
if I could get a good return, I think I'd be looking to shop Tyreek Hill. How it's you're in dynasty mode right now. Yeah. You're trying to go out there and you're trying to acquire another player besides Tyreek Hill. I would say if you don't have another player here, who are you trading to get either a rookie or another big star player outside of the Miami Dolphins? Outside of the I actually just traded Christian McCaffrey in a league that I'm in, and it pained me so bad. But I, I was so bad in that league, I got the 101 pick. So I traded Christian McCaffrey for a first and a second, and I'm going to take Bajan Robinson. So that would be my thing if you see him. Idiot. He traded. Idiot. He traded you one dollar. Sorry to cut you off. One dollar one for Christian McCaffrey. Well, no, no, I had 101, so I was already oh. that bad, and my oh, team uh, that I you're kept, an idiot. I, I had Christian. No, no, I, I got, I got, I gave up Christian McCaffrey and got a oh. first and a second, but I already oh, okay. had the 101. So oh, I have, oh, okay, I have okay, five okay, picks okay. in the first two rounds. So I'm going to get. He's Bijan rebuilding. Robinson. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you, rebuilding. You almost well, broke my heart there. I was like, but no, there's no way that yeah. you gave up one dollar one for Christian. McCaffrey. I'm not that crazy, but I do agree with you guys with Tyree Kill. I just don't know that I could actually trade Tyree Kill away. I'm just uh. Just don't like draft that. Austin Jackson. Well, speaking Josh, uh, speaking as someone who traded Tyree Kill for one dollar one in a second round pick, uh, you know, it is what it is. Bijan Robinson's going to be a beast, and you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I guess the, the last thing to go here, uh, would just be kind of like how, if you had to put full stop onto a, a Dolphins player, cause there are some leagues that do defense and we'll try to do this really, really quick here before we get out that do defense with defensive players besides Jalen Phillips. Cause that's too obvious a player, Merrick that you would go for in fantasy football, defensive player for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Bradley Chubb. He's already had success in the Vic Fangio system. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. I would draft Bradley Chubb. Josh. Yeah, I, I guess I would go. I'm going to, I guess I'll go Christian Wilkins. I mean, I guess it all depends on how they point score and things like that. But I remember I had Christian Wilkins last year in one of those, um, one of those defense leagues. So I'd probably go Christian Wilkins, but I was also thinking maybe Javon Holland. Cause I've already said now he's going to have what, at least six interceptions. At least said over. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, for That's myself, it. We did it. Yeah, for myself, Merrick, Houts, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I would I would like to just mention again really quick here, if you haven't donated and you can spare a few bucks for the Eric Carmona uh, GoFundMe, three YPCs tweeted it. Anybody Dolphins related, I feel like has tweeted it. Um, we'll see if maybe they can, you know, Al for somebody can put the, the link in the podcast uh, notes and stuff like that. Uh, but if you can, if you can spare a few bucks, please go do so um, for that to help, you know, his, his wife, his kids, his family, his friends. Um, and besides that, we're, we're going to see you guys again next Monday. Hopefully nothing huge drops because if so, we'll have to do like an emergency pod and, and add something in here, uh, or give you guys another pod during the week. But again, for myself, Merrick Houts, we are out. We will see you guys next week. Fins up. Fins up. Thanks for listening to three yards per caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.